0: Welcome to Namely 90s, the podcast that takes you Takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Andrew, and that's Brandon over there. Uh, Website is at Namely90s.com. You can find us on Twitter at at Namely90s. That's with a 90s. And uh, we're going to just go ahead and jump right in as Brandon sets the stage for what was going on in this month of May, 1995 imagine
1: if you will may 1995 the oj simpson trial is going on the unabomber had just struck last month the first ever e3 electronics gaming expo is taking place may 11th through may 13th uh and then other things that i found um the film above suspicion starring christopher reeve premieres on hbo in it reeves plays a paralyzed cop who plots the murder of his wife five days after Uh, the movie first airs Reeves is seriously injured in a fall while riding on horseback resulting in him becoming a quadriplegic for the remainder of his life uh, that was may 21st followed by may 27th which also doesn't add up to five days difference um and finally the number one song on billboard hot 100 was this is how we do it by montel jordan Do you, do you remember that song
0: and this is in fact how we did it and i'm a little concerned because my billboard year-end hot 100 singles of 95 list that as song number 10 but this was year-end yeah this is so i this think is people are really rocking it in the may this is for the hey, literal some,
1: week of may or not? The but that's
0: some longevity though i mean it was number one in may and it was still number 10 in december so that's that's pretty oh, yeah. impressive
1: i mean other things for if we look back at this week in in um that time like blues travelers uh runaround is climbing the charts like Oh, Do yeah. You yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, actually, interestingly, I've been listening to Old Loveline recently, and uh, they've had John Popper from Blues Traveler in there quite a lot. And it's kind of funny to listen to them. They like jam on the saxophone and harmonica. So it's kind of funny you mention that because I'm just kind of in those 90s years thinking about Blues Traveler right now. I mean, who
1: doesn't think of Blues Traveler when when you think back to the 90s? Um, also, I mean, I didn't
0: like them back then, but now it's kind of good stuff.
1: I did. My dad had the album, uh, or cassette, I believe it was at the time, and uh, it was it, it was like green with a cat with sunglasses on the front. It's kind of weird. Uh, also, I noticed that, uh, again, this week in 1995, Cotton Eye Joe was at 25 on the top
0: 100 uh, chart. What an abomination, seriously. Uh, I mean, granted, it's it's stayed relevant for a long time if you're at like a sporting event, but other than that, good lord.
1: Yeah, run around, bug blues, traveler was 41. Uh, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, there's a I feel l- like a lot of songs I don't recognize yeah. on on this. Usher. Oh yeah. A... Well,
0: it makes you realize that like we weren't that old. I mean, six. what six? I was in the first grade, maybe
1: uh i think we were finishing kindergarten
0: yeah and i guess the the point of that being like yes clearly we were quite young in the 90s but obviously these things carried on through the the late 90s early 2000s so it's like even though i wasn't actively necessarily engaged in a lot of these things they're all very much were a part of my life during during childhood so it's interesting for sure i mean i
1: i think you can you can look at it like we're actual 90s kids, but like 90s babies probably don't remember, I would say, half of the 90s. Whereas we. No, and
0: I think you could be born in 1980 and still kind of easily identify with this podcast because you were being, you were 10 when you were, it was 95. And for us, you know, we started to come into this stuff in the late 90s and a lot of it was still prevalent in the early 2000s. So it's kind of like that. Anyone that's born from like 80 to 90 can relate to this pretty yeah. easily.
1: If you remember the sound of a dial up modem, and a time when cell phones were a luxury versus something that everyone needed.
0: And they were also gigantic. (laughs) That would be the other thing.
1: Like the Zach Moore style cell phone, brick phone. I think those were 80s. What else inspired? Anything
0: else on that list there? Uh, Uh, Anything happening? That that was
1: just to set the stage. Um, You know, I, I noticed that die hard with a vengeance came out on May 19th, which is the third film in the Die Hard franchise. Um, that was the one with sam jackson i always have trouble because it's like die hard die harder die hard with a vengeance there's no logical explanation to the there's no numbers i don't
0: No. wasn't there then and they've done five overall there was live free or die hard and then the one with justin long uh yeah die hard for
1: valentine uh, die hard for valentine's day i think it was called or was it christmas I'll die. Oh, there, okay. I'll die home for Christmas. Well, it's um, he reconnects with his son that was mentioned in uh, Die Hard four.
0: Yeah, I forget the name. It's something stupid? Yeah, I never actually um, got to I'm see sure. that one. It's a, it's a fifth movie, and it's unusual for a fifth movie in like a sequel or in a franchise to still contain the main actor. Usually, there's like a whole new set of actors by number four. So, kind of kind of unique. Well, I think
1: in in like the the new model where it's like bringing back. There was an original trilogy, and then they bring back the the original character, like Indiana Jones. The yeah, the wiser, their
0: tr- older protagonist.
1: Yeah, that you assume is either going to die by the end of the movie or try to pass on his mantle. Um, but Shia LaBeouf can't be sane enough to to run a franchise. Uh,
0: what rubbish! Uh, so also, uh, in, uh oh, go Okay,
1: oh, yeah, other other uh, movies that came out in May of '95. Braveheart, the three-hour epic starring Mel Gibson, and uh, Casper, the friendly ghost, which I'm fairly sure I saw at some point. Because Christina Ricci, I, I don't know my, if
0: that's had any sequels. Hopefully not.
1: Uh, definitely had. Unless
0: they were probably made for like direct release sequels. I
1: think, if I remember correctly, it had one like movie, with, like theatrical release sequel, and then a lot of direct to to home video
0: so we weren't very old in 1995 but that that being said do you have any specific memories of something from 1995 that uh that come to mind
1: uh i honestly don't um you know the i i can i remember kindergarten i remember first grade but it's kind of splotchy what about you
0: yeah, it I, I don't remember specifically a lot of things going on. I don't know. A lot of people some people can remember stuff till they were like a baby and that's just nuts. Um because it's a I bunch mean... of mundane nonsense. But no, specifically I remember it was 1995. It would have been uh I guess the 1995 baseball season because I remember being pulled oh. out of class early by my dad and going to a playoff game for the Seattle Mariners in the old kingdom. And uh, that was their, their sort of historic only run ever close to the, um, I almost said Super Bowl, the world series, which is something that really doesn't ever happen here in Seattle. And I just remember that specific memory of like leaving early, getting in the car, driving to Seattle in a 1989 Honda civic and uh, going to sit in like the 300 nosebleed section of the kingdom to watch some baseball. Uh, oh you you got to go yeah, to it was that. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those really specific memories. Yeah, yeah. I
1: remember that. Uh it was so I remember the game where uh it was I think they secured the playoffs or not they secured the pennant for the AL West. The uh, AL which, division. Yeah, they think yeah.
0: they beat the Yankees.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh th- that's the one that ended in the dog pile at um home home plate on Griffey. Yeah. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah. that famous uh, uh the double. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I re I remember I remember being at my grandmother's because my parents got tickets to that and went without me.
0: <laughs> I don't think I was at that game. It was one of the New York games. I'm okay. pretty sure. But uh, the interesting thing in looking back at that time that was interesting is I didn't realize that season started right after like a was a 230 day 232 day player strike, which mm. ended right in April. So it was like the season that almost didn't happen. And then it became the one of the coolest season for the Mariners, and and ended up being a lasting, apparently lasting childhood memory. And now we yeah. are on our second non <laughs> baseball season. Although I think there was another strike since, but um, yeah, kind of interesting. But that that's my specific memory.
1: Yeah, and a two decade rebuilding for the Seattle Mariners. Um, oh goodness! It's um, yeah, I mean, and apparently did, they're, they're go going to start to playing the...
0: again in July. Did you know that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I didn't, because I, you know, I I just saw that most television is canceled or postponed debuting the fall season until uh, January of 2021.
0: So, yeah, they came up with like a July 80 game season. I don't know if they're playing in Arizona or in front of people, but yeah, apparently it's coming back. So, huh. We'll see how it goes.
1: That's that's cool. Um, also, I, I would be remiss to not mention that we also made the playoffs in 1997. And I believe 2001 when the Mariners set the uh, all-time win record at 116 and then immediately lost. Uh, the, immediately the immediately choked
0: out of the playoffs. That's yeah. what it's like to be a sports team in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, so you know, except for the Seahawks, um, kind of. So what else about this uh, that those things in the 90s so we've got uh, you said the uh, Unabomber
1: mm-hmm. well I, I mean that's just that was that was in April if you remember I think the Unabomber was arraigned in or caught in May I don't remember uh, I, I thought something interesting that i I, I was looking up um, the last episode of Full House do you remember Full house did you watch Full house?
0: I unfortunately do, yes.
1: Yeah, uh, aired on May 23rd, 1995, which I think is wow. interesting because uh, I just saw an advertisement for uh, Fuller House, uh, who just released their trailer for their final, I think half of their final season on It's Netflix. about to
0: be an emptier house, thank goodness.
1: <laughs> I, I will admit, I think I watched like the first four seasons of Fuller House because uh, I was nostalgic for a time... Of Full House. But... Is it
0: because all of the characters got into colleges they shouldn't have been able to academically, but were able to because their parents greased the palms of the officials?
1: Uh, I believe... Uh, <laughs> see, I have not watched it since Aunt Becky got arrested for um, forging oh, photos of her daughter on a water, water polo team. Like,
0: Aunt Becky gets an ankle bracelet. That's going to be the next... Uh...
1: I mean... <laughs> you
0: know, the ankle monitor? Yeah.
1: I mean, do you do you think she was released so they could record those final episodes of Fuller House?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's no one gets any special treatment in Hollywood. That's for sure. Um, No, it's funny. You should mention the Unabomber because it it brought back another memory, which I don't think was from 1995 specifically, Mm. but we would go to Montana a lot. My, my mom was from there. And so we would do a lot of road trips from Seattle to Eastern Montana, which is a good 15, 18 hours. And I remember kind of, wandering through montana on this back road going through a town and my parents go hey guess what guys this is the town where the unabomber was caught and where he had his cabin <laughs> i'm like what a bizarre factoid wow. to share with your like you know young age kids like remember that guy who blew a bunch of people up
1: we should go rent yeah. that cabin
0: so but apparently like some montana museum had had tried to or did acquire the cabin from some museum in dc that closed down so i just think it's kind of interesting uh, it was Lincoln, Montana. He didn't live in Lincoln directly. He was off on some, you know, dirt road. But I just like that. That's the piece of trivia that my parents had for us as kids.
1: Wow, that's that's interesting. That that's the that's what stuck out to you to your fa- or from your family vacations to Montana. Yes, um,
0: I guess. Yeah. So, and then you mentioned the O.J. Simpson thing, which mm. I believe he was found not guilty in the year of 1995
1: yes that was uh, but the trial lasted from the january through august i think or because if i remember correctly he was cleared of the criminal uh, criminal case but there is like a the um the civil civil case yeah yeah thank you
0: so you know, I, I know. Back at that time, it was pretty controversial. Some people really were on the side of guilty. Some were really on the side of not guilty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but um, now is
1: all. Now everyone just is like he 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 killed her, right? Yeah,
0: but I think uh, you know whether you were on his side or not, or felt that like he was guilty or not back then. And obviously, we didn't have an opinion at that time. I do feel like yep, it, it did kind of showed everyone the convoluted nature and complexity of the legal system where it's not always the truth that prevails. And so you wonder a little bit if that contributed to some, you know, distrust of the legal system or political system, uh, you know, to sort of reinforce these ideas, certain people resisting some of that. And and I I don't know, it just seems like an interesting um, thing that could have affected that.
1: Uh, That is a topic I absolutely do not want to touch, just given the whole... I mean, just the fact that it's, it's, it's tied to the early nineties brutality of police against black oh, sure. people. And, um...
0: I just think what it's showing is there was just a, the legal system is just really messy. Yeah. You know, that's my point. It just, it's, it's really hard to navigate and you end up with these situations where some people think one thing and, and other people think another, and, and it's really hard to get to the actual truth. We don't actually know.
1: Right. That's, that's fair. I mean, I saw a photo of a Pikachu protesting uh, with an AR 15 this morning. So. uh, It's It's a strange time we live in. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely a strange time in which we live.
0: Uh, Uh, Okay. So I I forgot the rest of the things. (laughs) uh, Did you have. I have
1: uh, have one more thing uh, that I found notable about May of 1995. Uh, All right, go for it. Uh, the Sega Saturn was released on May 11th, which coincides with the beginning of E3, um, the first E3, which was cool back then because it was like we didn't have the internet. I think I think conventions with the advent of the internet, conventions for like new releases of technology and stuff, that's kind of gone by the wayside. Well, at least well, video games because. I yeah, the people that that like video games now were probably the people that liked video games back then. just they suck more,
0: but in the in the same vein, it's it, that you mentioned sort of technology, video games, consoles, that kind of thing. ninety five was a pretty big year. I mean, we had the release of windows ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um, JavaScript was introduced and deployed and is still used widely, you know what twenty five years later. So JavaScript eBay was started. And obviously that that's really grown. The DVD format was announced and is already clearly died, but you know you can still get them. They're just not really the the standard anymore. So just a lot of really interesting things that shifted the landscape in the technology world. In yeah, you say that,
1: so but a year. specifically May 1995. Do you remember the Sega Saturn? I because I. I remember it existed. I never
0: had the Sega. Yeah, My cousins always had the Sega stuff. We never had that. My
1: cousins, too. Isn't that weird? Like, my, my cousin had a Game Gear. I had a Game Boy. Like, when uh, when we would go on family vacations together, we would always swap because...
0: What do you think that that said about the family? Was it like they just were really alternative, didn't want to be, like, mainstream? Or no, well, wh- they also had a Nintendo 64. I someone 4? choose a Sega over Nintendo? Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay, well...
1: Uh, Uh, the sega was sonic's platform and i mean if you look at sony versus uh, microsoft right now i think at that point in time nintendo Mm -hmm. versus sega was the the two big console like that was the console
0: war i think i had a playstation was the playstation one out yet
1: uh no it it was i think it might have come out in 95 uh i know it was out by 97 um the PlayStation started as an add on to the Super Nintendo, and then Sony was like, you know what, let's just make it our own console. And oh,
0: PlayStation 1994, December, yeah, so just oh, nine, almost 95.
1: Yeah, so uh, the, the Sony PlayStation and the Sega Saturn both ran on discs, disc drives, versus yeah, the Super Nintendo, uh, I think the Nintendo 64 wasn't out at that point um but they both still used cartridges as a layover from the original nintendo entertainment system and nintendo
0: the cartridges are kind of smart because it's like you know it's like a solid state thing so they tend to be more reliable where the disc can get scratched easily so but I, i think just once things advanced those had limitations that they couldn't deal with anymore
1: oh yeah well that and they're uh they're expensive to make yeah or especially at the time they were expensive to make versus a cd which was cheaper
0: right exactly now it's like you can just download it or you can buy the disc but it's just kind of kind of interesting how that's changed
1: uh so i have a list of sega saturn games that i was scrolling through and i don't think i recognize anything other than sonic r and sonic jam you know who had a sega saturn pat
0: oh yeah yeah well, is it any wonder that that kind of died out? Like, I feel like it had Sonic, but it just didn't have a lot of the other more mainstream games. I mean, what do you, what do you think is the reason that Sega just sort of fell by the wayside? Well, and Didn't have as much of a market share. They made
1: it to the Dreamcast, but I, I think they didn't have much support outside of because a lot of the people's game, cousins. Yeah, yes, everyone <laughs> everyone's cousin had a Dreamcast. Well, they so Sega had their own like set of software, which like the Virtua series there was Virtual Cop Virtual Fighter um I know I had Virtual Fighter on the PC for some reason um but it was just like Sonic was their big property that worked um they they didn't have a lot of third party support from what I can tell from this list of Sega Saturn games and then on the Dreamcast that got worse because I mean, do you remember the Dreamcast? Pat had a Dreamcast too, but uh,
0: vaguely. Yeah, I feel like there was a a time where like the Dreamcast people were really intense, and then it just died out.
1: Right. Uh, it's I. I yeah. Uh, Dreamcast. There's hardcore Dreamcast people out there, and I never understood it. There was that they had a game where there was like a fish in an aquarium that you talked to through your oh, controller boy. or something. But it was like a creepy. There's a creepy Japanese man's face as the head of the fish.
0: I don't know. Yeah, uh, that sounds uh, like the thing that nightmares are made out of. So, yeah. <laughs> and I've had a um, few
1: nightmares from video games.
0: So, I uh, I guess. Do you have anything else? Uh, other topics that you had for for this particular time period to cover.
1: No, that that's everything I had for May of 1995. Okay. Uh, but um, and if it just it general was the,
0: 95 things, or yeah,
1: I mean the it would have been the end of kindergarten for us. Uh, which I th- were we in the same class? I think we were in the same class.
0: Oh boy, it's so hard to say. Uh,
1: I'm sure. Remember. I'm sure someone will find photos from our yearbooks and post them online oh, later. No thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i i think we were we were in the same we were in the same kindergarten class if i remember correctly um where i i encountered the for the first time someone with my same name which i didn't realize was a thing that can happen i thought my first name was unique to me um the other class there wow. was another brandon um yeah uh and he was like you're such a snow I, was na- I was oh, named brandon no. <laughs> yeah. No, Brandon was actually one of the more popular names uh, from 1989 when I was born. So it was uh, Ashley
0: and Jessica. Ashley yep. and Jessica, my goodness. So Everyone many. is named that.
1: Yep. But I remember encountering him and he, I was like, well, when were you named Brandon? <laughs> and like, when was he born? Because I was like, if I was born first and the name is mine, and then he was born before me. And my logic was like, uh i don't i maybe i'm the fake brandon so and um, yeah and so then we So i came up with a couple rivals. other things yes
0: um sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off there continue no oh, good um i think i slightly misinterpreted our pre-show meeting as far as topics specifically relating to may 95 um so i have some things outside of may but I prepped them. 120 so episodes. I just in the process
1: 120 of 20 episodes.
0: Well, yes, yes, but uh, in the process of looking, I later found out interestingly, just a couple of tidbits here. The um, in 1995, I was looking at the top TV shows, mm-hmm. and obviously NBC was just killing it back then. They had ER, Seinfeld, and Friends, and they had some other yep. fourth show I didn't really care about. I think Friends they just was in its owned sophomore season, number one. Yeah, yeah. they just. They just owned number one. Um, When have they not? And then, uh, uh, lately, Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't like TV anymore. Home Improvement was like a big thing Mm -hmm. back then on ABC. Uh Um, Fox had no shows in the top thirty until 1996, when The X Files hit number twenty-one, which was in its fourth season at that time. That's kind of crazy. It was a rough. It was was a rough start. Immediate hit. No well you uh, do you, you remember do you, it, you remember fox the episode really didn't come on the scene until then
1: yeah do you remember well the simpsons is what gave fox uh popularity and any sure like, yeah um which started as a single show in 89
0: i think it was a young network for sure
1: yeah it was the edgy network and now they're owned by disney which owns abc congratulations
0: so, yeah, uh, it's just an interesting, you know, I just was surprised to see that they had no shows in the top 30 at that time. Uh, I mean, can you
1: can that. you name a Fox show other than the X-Files or uh, the, the Simpsons, Simpsons from
0: not back then? No. Yeah, God, no. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think that that was it. Uh, oh, another tidbit I learned. As you know, I've been on this Loveline bent lately, listening to the old ones. Uh, 90, 1995, Adam Corolla joins Loveline along Dr. Drew and Ricky Rackman, some bad like, MTV VJ. Ugh, I hate that term. Uh, <laughs> Which I'm sure then, we'll uh, dive we into yeah, down well, the line. MTV is uh, not going to escape our crosshairs. Yeah, so. if you want us to do an episode uh, on MTV VJs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Carson Daly. Uh And then the only one other thing I had to mention, just because it's such a notable for 1995, we talked about some movies. Was
1: Carson Daly a VJ or... I thought he just hosted TRL.
0: TRL. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Um, But it's Carson Daly. Does that really... Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's rubbish. Um, Toy Story. First ever entirely computer-generated film.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is something I'm sure we'll talk about in depth at a later episode.
0: Very true. So... I think that's you know uh again I, I obviously botched the planning for the show, but I still think we covered a good you know portion of, of time gamut of topics. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it'll uh,
1: probably be ten episodes before we touch on nineteen ninety five again. And uh that's been our uh edition of Namely Nineties this week. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Namely90s with a nine zero and S or on our personal accounts at BeachWitty and at NamelyAndrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes or you could also find it, it, contact us, sorry, on our website uh, at Namely90s.com and uh, please, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, TuneIn and wherever you get your podcasts at. you know, share it with your friends. Tell them about it if you like this episode. Tell us what we should do to improve it for future episodes. Uh, anyways, uh, that's been Namely90s, and we'll catch you next time.